0: This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal.
1: Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Man, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm with the font Man, the, the Jersey Boy. We are talking his new book. This guy is uh, becoming a prolific writer. He's written what? Come on, man. Three books in what amount of time? And you're working uh, a couple on another years, book? I guess. Dude, you're busting them out. And I was just talking <laughs> off air. Um, we'll say hi to Chris Fontenelle in just a minute about. Tune up your career. This is going to change some people's lives. Uh, first of all, uh, welcome. How you doing, Fontman? How are you doing, Chris? Doing
2: great. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on the show. I always enjoy a uh, chat with you about the
1: the books. Me too. Me too. And we get some bonus time off air. That yeah. uh, was a lot of fun to catch up a little bit. So, man, how does it feel? We're talking off air. This is Tune Up Your Career. And we're going to talk about this book today. Um, I've just read it in the last couple of days. I really enjoyed it. And um, I was, yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the things. Uh, we're not going to give away the whole book, but there are things to talk about. And I was just saying off air that Man, some people who read this book, like it's not just going to be, oh, that's that's really cool. I really thought the ideas were fun. For some people, this is going to change their life, and it has maybe that potential. It does, it does. Have you heard yet from anybody? I'm sure it's changing people's lives, and uh, that's a terrible question to ask if your answer is no, I have not.
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I wish I wish actually I would get more commentary from people. That's one of the things about being a writer, like they sell them like they'll buy the book or whatever, but people don't necessarily leave reviews or whatever. And I'm very open to soliciting feedback and, and all. But I mean, the thing about both of the, the the books, Jumpstart and Tune Up Your Career, they're they're geared toward getting people to think about how they want to be as a person. Mm. Um yeah, that, and then that should sort of evolve into what you do as a profession, but it starts from more of a philosophical standpoint of like, let's talk about who you want to be and what kind of person you should be, and then out of that should naturally flow what you do in your career. Yeah, well, I think you've done a great job,
1: and I think, uh, you know, it talks about tips and cautions for peak performance in the workplace. Um, And I think for some people, you know, this one's different than
2: Jumpstart, right? Yes. Yeah. So Jumpstart was designed for who? Yeah. Jumpstart was geared more toward um, uh, a demographic of kids who are just graduating from college or maybe they just got a certification at Votech school or maybe even you're a high school student. You're like, I'm just ready to jump right into the workforce right now. And so you're just starting your career and it's just some tips and ideas to help get you going, um, things that you should think about, about how to um, sort of map out your territory of career exploration and things like that. TuneUp is geared more toward people who have been in the workforce for a while, like yeah. 10, 20, maybe even 30 years. And, you know, as happens to all of us, like you start to get some gunk in your career engine, you start slowing down. You're discouraged by some things. Maybe you've made some, some wrong moves and gone down a wrong path. Mm. And this, uh, the book is geared toward helping you sort of figure out how to get some of that junk out of your engine so that the, the, the career engine is functioning optimally. Yeah.
1: I love it. Uh, well, we'll, (laughs) I'll ask you about and some of your different chapter titles are just spot on. So I'll throw out in just a minute, wrong moves. You just mentioned wrong moves. One of your chapters is are not final moves. So I'll ask you about that, but I just want to say to people, um, first tune up your career, uh, the font man, as I call him, because uh, we've known each other a few years now. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, was just talking, and, and every time, every time we get to do an interview, all you know, the memories come flooding back of knowing each other in college, and uh, the font man being such a great, uh, three point shooter before we necessarily <laughs> had a bunch of three points, especially up in the aerobic center. I don't think, uh, they have the lines drawn for three pointers. I don't remember, but, uh, this guy was launching 25, 30 footers and, uh, with his Jersey swagger and, uh, and I, I, I love it, but the book is really well written. Um, you're. I don't mean this, this is supposed to be a compliment, but I just, I see you just becoming a better and better writer. Um, Thank you. And yeah, and you're a great storyteller, uh, which you can see anybody who knows you in person, you're a storyteller, but that is translating to the pages. And then you, you have a certain way with words, and I did a great job of uh, of like highlighting some stuff, um, but uh, but I don't have everything written down in my notes, so um, yeah, I, no, yeah. I
2: appreciate that. Um, I've been working at the craft a little. yeah, um, and I, I have to give a shout out to our other buddy, Mike Clausen. Um, Do it. His, his company, Illumify Media. Um, he and his team have really helped me become a better writer. Um, to, to learn how to tell a better story, um, how to shape the material in your book. Um, a lot of things I didn't know when I wrote my first book, cause I was just kind of, I did that completely on my own, didn't have much support and help. But then yeah. when you work with a professional, uh, service like Mike's company offers, like it, it does help to change and, and help you improve your, your writing skills. So I got to give a shout out to our buddy Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. I told him
1: the other day, this is just all a little parenthetical conversation, but uh, by email, I I told him I was going to be interviewing you and uh, said, Hey, we got to get you on the podcast. And so he's. uh, we're going to be interviewing Mike and talking about his writing career. Uh, It it is an awesome thing what he does. Tell me real quick, just, I mean, what has that meant for your confidence as a writer that you have a team
2: basically of people saying, what about this? What about that? Yeah, I mean, you learn a lot from just when they're editing your material or talking to you about your material um, and they propose ways to... Say it better or to tweak it just a little bit, yeah. you sort of learn through osmosis, right? So that the next time when you're in that situation, yeah. now you're doing it on your own. So you, you get that. Um, but then Mike and his team are extremely encouraging mm. and, um, mm. but realistic, right? Like they're, yeah. you know, they're very honest with you about like, look, writing isn't necessarily the easiest thing on the planet, and the, the way to become better is to just do it, and the more right. you do it the better you're going to get. And um, they're just filled with a lot of ideas to help you push yourself further down along as, as a writer and an author. So yeah, it's, it's definitely influenced me. I, I kind of, my only regret with my books is the first one that I didn't know about Mike and his services earlier on, because had I had him involved in that book, that book would have been better. And it it, could have been a lot better. And Mike's team would have helped me with that. Man, that's a quite an endorsement for uh, for Mike Clausen
1: yeah. and Illumify. <laughs> yeah, that's for awesome. sure. Like
2: I, I, I love awesome. him and, and his team. Uh, they're they're amazing people. They're really nice people. Man, that's, cool. Work with. that's cool. Well, the next book, whatever works for me,
1: I'm definitely doing with Mike Clausen and Illumify. So I'm cool. fired up about that. All right. Talk to me about wrong moves are not final moves. Give me a scenario of somebody who's listening and uh, maybe from your own experience, wrong
2: moves are not final moves. What does that mean? Font? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, my history and I spent nine years studying for the ministry Um, I don't want to necessarily label that as a wrong move because I don't think it was a wrong move per se. Um, But I had invested enough time um, in in that, um, even to the point of like learning how to read biblical Greek. Like, you you know, the story and uh, years doing Bible studies, Sunday school teaching, leading worship, you know, all in preparation to, to be a pastor one day, which I ultimately did. Yeah, But somewhere along the way, you know, some personal things happen. I made a decision to sort of not pursue that, that Avenue anymore. And I sort of redirected myself. Um, so it would be easy to sort of look at it and go, Oh, that, you know, what a much a wasted time. And, mm. but all of that sort of filtered mm. into still coming with me in my, in the new direction. So I, in the book, I try to tell people like, look, you may take, a wrong avenue in your career. You may go down a wrong career path for a little bit. You may even go down a path and it leads to a dead end. But like there's things within that experience of traveling down that road that you can take with you wherever you end up going next. And so, you know, a wrong move or a perceived wrong move is not really a wrong move. And it's not your final move because you always still have an opportunity to take another step in another direction to get where you want to go. Yeah, that's
1: that's awesome because I do think about people. Um, you know, the older you get, uh, just that man, this is where I am, and this is this, this is what I got to just keep doing, just like this, because it's I'm 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 in a wrong move, but I just got to play
2: this thing out. Yeah, and, uh, and that's
1: yeah. and that's
2: why I, I you know I have a chapter too about um, like basically the the personal accountability being. The foundation for any sort of noteworthy career that a person develops, because you always have to kind of keep your your hands on the steering wheel of your career vehicle and and be responsible for the next step that you take. Right. Oh, I went down a, mm. a, a wrong road. I got to a dead end. Well, are you, you know, you're going to stay parked at the, at the dead end, are you just going to, you know, not make any decisions to turn the car around and and head in another, another direction. So like, to a certain extent, you always have to be taking responsibility for your career. And that's the great thing about it. You could always take another step. You can always start, you know, pointing the car in another direction. And um, it's, it's easy to feel discouraged, right? Like, Oh man, I just spent four years, um, you know, in, in a world of uh, microbiology, but I just realized I want to be a teacher. Well, trust me, like all that stuff that you were doing as a microbiologist is going to somehow bleed into you being a teacher and it's going to make you a unique teacher and a, and a great teacher. So, you know, I, I just try to encourage people, don't be discouraged by the fact that you've, you've taken a, a step in the wrong direction. You've made a misstep because you can follow it up with another right step. Right. In your own life. um And,
1: you know, even if we talked about this in our first interview a few years back or whatever, don't worry about it because we got new people listening for your, your book, Tune Up Your Career. But in your own career, where you know, can you tell us, and I know you touched on in this book as well, like those uh, skills that you developed and had, uh, through, um, studying the Bible and all those things, uh, you know, how did that translate into your brand new, you know, career?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there were, There was a common thread between wanting to be a minister and then with what I do now, which is finding jobs for people, and and that is is helping people. That that's the common thread that weaves through both. Like I wanted to be a pastor because I wanted to help people with their um, with with spiritual guidance and helping them on their spiritual path. Now I'm helping people on their career path and and guiding them on their career path. And both require you to, to really listen to where a person's at in their life. Yeah. Um, so all the skills I was cultivating for the ministry of like empathy, sympathy, compassion, um, listening well to, um, to others. Um, all of that has definitely influenced me and in how I work with candidates that are trying to find a job. And, uh, you know, I would say a lot of my success has actually come from the fact that I, you know, I, I get to know the person and what their technical abilities are. Like they, they have to have the technical skills to do the job that they're going to interview for. for. Yeah. But it's also all the soft skills, the, um, what, what motivates that person? What, what really charges their battery? What, um, what are the top five things that are really important in their life? And then trying to find a, a cultural fit or just a fit from that standpoint as far as an opportunity within a company.
1: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit later just about and at the end of the book um, and also uh, just kind of what motivates you now and what motivates you to write these books, um, obviously to help people. But um, you also talk about the end. It's interesting. I mean, I see some of that and nobody ever wants to say their book. I'm not saying your book is preachy, but you as as a Preacher, you know you are like preaching and weaving in at the very end some some biblical themes and uh and I found it I found it really really cool you know just uh to, to see that yeah. but um uh but before we kind of get there, let me just jump back a little bit and talk about um you're also very entrepreneurial obviously. You know, and that it's kind of funny. this is a humorous example, but when we were in grad school together, yeah <laughs> um, we uh we launched out uh on spot free enterprises. I believe we were we were That's called right. and and did a little bit of window washing, but you have an entrepreneurial spirit and heart and boldness about, hey, you know let's try this let's let's go. Yeah um so I want I want you to talk about being an entrepreneur and what that takes and also just as it relates into tune up your career because you do talk about that. You say this. I did get a couple of quotes here. This is good. The story of every successful entrepreneur includes the following: challenges, struggles, obstacles and difficulties that needed to be worked through. Uh overcome, solved. And interesting sometimes ignored uh i'm going to ask you about that but talk to me about being an entrepreneur and yeah and as it relates to your life and to this book
2: sure um so i follow up um the one chapter uh take ownership of your career with don't look now but you might be an entrepreneur yeah uh, because to me the the way you take most control of your career is by being an entrepreneur. It's like the, the penultimate way you can be in control of your own career and, and it's great and it's exciting and it's wonderful being your own boss, but it also has all the things you mentioned, the challenges, the obstacles, the difficulties, this, some crud that you just got to ignore because if you don't, you're not going to keep moving forward. Um, And, and that's, That's sort of the razor's edge, right? Like most people love the idea of being an entrepreneur because they think, oh, it's the way I'm going to make the most money. Mm. I don't have to report to somebody. Yeah. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. And all of that's true or potentially can be true. Yeah. But they don't really think about the crap that comes (laughs) with it (laughs) because everything stands or falls with you. Yeah. Right, like so. If something goes right, you're being applauded. If something goes wrong, you know you're accusing yourself because yeah. mm-hmm. you know these are the decisions you're making for your organization, your company, the the business you're building. Yeah. Um. So you know it's all under the umbrella of you know um, uh, entrepreneurship being the ultimate way to be in control of your own career destiny. Yeah. Well, in your own life, like what has helped you? I mean, you're a very
1: successful entrepreneur. So, um, what have been your strengths? Because maybe, you know, if you, if you're being like true to yourself, I mean, would it be? Is it fair to say that some people really are not really created to be entrepreneurs, and so if they go down that path, it it may be one of those
2: wrong move that's not a final move or. Uh yeah I think you know you do have to it, it, it is a matter of being true to yourself and knowing who you are like it's not for everybody right okay. and and if a person's being honest with themselves and takes a look within to go okay like do I have the the shoulders to bear the burden that goes with a lot of being what comes with being an entrepreneur um because being you know getting to the point where you're a successful entrepreneur along the way the the path is pockmarked with, with failure. Mm. It's pockmarked with a bunch of stress and Mm. difficulties. Um, I mean, I reference where like I started my first company and my business partner and I were super excited um, because I landed a client that needed like 15 consultants. And that's, that's a boon, man. That's fantastic. Like you very seldom get the opportunity where one client's like, I need 15 of your people. Yeah, And you're going to bill $125, $130 an hour for each person. Yeah, And so we're super excited and cruising along and the, you know, the register's ringing because we're sending out invoices and we were so dang excited. We forgot to pay attention to the fact that we needed to collect on those invoices. Mm. And so one morning my business partner called me and she's like, Chris, if we don't get money from your client, like today, we're going out of business because we're not going to make payroll. We're not going to be able to pay our people anymore. There's no more money in the account. Yeah. we were so joyous about landing the deal and, you right. know, sending out the invoices. We forgot to pay attention to the accounts payable, our accounts receivables. So it, it got worked out, but it was, you know, lesson learned. And, and um, those kind of things happen along the way on your way to being a successful career. But everybody tends to romanticize the, the yeah. one side, the closing the deal. And I'm my own boss. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sending out the invoices, and it's my money and all that kind right. of.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Well, what, um, when you look at the people that you've worked with, uh, in the, you know, business world for so many years now, I mean, can you identify like some people when you talk to them and say, I think this person might have that sort of thing that, just fits in with being an entrepreneur. I mean, what are, uh, and this is not, I don't think necessarily a bunch in the book, so I'm just putting you on the spot, but no, uh, it's okay. I, I I think just, I mean, what are some characteristics maybe yeah. that you see in yourself that would just translate to somebody like watching or listening
2: <laughs> and saying, Hey, maybe I am an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, somebody who's got a willingness to start from scratch and start from the bottom. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's this book. I get all the books tough anymore, but I think there's a chapter on being willing to start at the bottom. And if you start at the bottom, you're going to learn everything, you know, to be at the top. A lot, a lot of times people have um, quick success and they get to the top, but then it all disappears eventually because they didn't sort of grind their way up there and allow their root system to sort of go deep so that no matter how lofted the, the heights they ascended, they're yeah. still grounded. Yeah. um, so uh, somebody who's willing to start at the bottom and sort of learn all they need to know to be at the top is important. Um, somebody who realizes that their determination is probably more important than their degree mm. like, like i've got a, I've got a master's in the- theological studies, right? Yeah, yeah I spent a lot of years studying to, to get that education. but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm finding jobs for accounting and finance people. I'm finding jobs for CPAs and MBAs. I'm not necessarily using that degree in what I'm doing now. Of course, that all shaped me and, and made me the person I am. So it, it did contribute. But really what has made me successful in what I'm doing now is my determination. Like I and this this really stems from my dad. He was he was always preaching about you got to set a goal. You got to set a goal. And with my business stuff, I've set goals and then mm. just remain determined to get there. And then when I I got to that, I reached that goal, I surveyed the landscape again and set another goal going, OK, I see something on the horizon over there. And I was determined to get there and then not not being um dissuaded by failure. right? You're going to fail along the way. You're going to you're going to make right moves and wrong moves. You're going to you're going to take the. a good step and you're going to take missteps and you have to be willing to, to say to yourself, like, when that happens, it's okay. Let's just take another step. And it's the, the the path to get you to entrepreneurial success is more of a winding road than a straight line. And you're going to wind your way all the way. And sometimes when you're making that turn, like, and you're like, where, where the heck am I going? Yeah, eventually you get back on course if you just keep moving forward, right? So somebody that has those sort of that sort of mentality and those sort of attributes, I I think is a good candidate for entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, I liked uh, you did talk about several different examples of (laughs) people that started small. You know, you talked about uh, someone from the Amazing Race. I don't remember the name of the company, but
2: uh, oh yeah, uh, Aviator Nation with uh, uh, Makoski, I think is her last name. I. I haven't, yeah. I haven't looked back at the material in a while. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think she started in a surf shop and now yeah. she's. She's grown this uh, clothing line that I got to look up, but uh, is uh, just crushing it. So you talk about several different people and you talk about uh, the the man who eventually became Panasonic. I don't know how to say his last name. uh, Matsushita. Um, I also love the line you picked up from Brandon Steiner of Steiner Sports. Says, uh, Do you remember the line or do you want me to quote you?
2: It's something along the line of like the 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 light of entrepreneurship went on the light of an empty refrigerator. <laughs> and that was what motivated him, right? He had this like dark backdrop. I think I I put that story under this like most entrepreneurs have a dark backdrop first, right? Like things mm-hmm. aren't easy and um they're sort of, they gotta sort of wanna get out of the situation that they're in and he, you know, obviously was a wasn't making a lot of money and had an empty refrigerator and he saw the empty the light in the empty refrigerator and he's like I got to change my world yeah yeah that's good all right Uh, I got to talk a little sports and again I know
1: I've just read your book and you haven't and you're writing all these books now so who can keep track but um, I like that you know um, it's really really brilliant People talk about Abraham Lincoln and all his failures, and you just kind of set that up. And I, I like that. Then you shifted and you took it to my sports world, and uh, I think you talked about Joe Torrey. Do you remember kind of the basics of uh, Joe yeah. Torrey's story? You know, he, you know,
2: he, he ends up winning a bunch of championships with the the New York Yankees, my favorite team. And uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to get most get people. Yeah, got to get that in there. And most people know that about him or people who are into sports like you and me and, and people who are into baseball. They they know like Joe Torrey's got a great reputation for what he did in New York when he came to New York. But, you know, they don't realize that before that, he you know, he was manager of the Braves and the Cards and the Mets. And he was an OK manager there. Like, I think it, his overall average with those teams was slightly under 500, which 500 is great. But um, he was slightly under that, but it really wasn't until, you know, he got to New York and started winning all the championships and nobody was really talking about Joe Torre before his time at the New York Yankees. Um, So like, it's just a good example of like, you know, you're grinding things out, you're, you're making your way along your career path or you're trying to build your business And it doesn't always look like it's a huge success, but like over time, like if you just keep at it, you know, you end up like having some, some success. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, You talk about so many things in the writing you talk about. I didn't know about you in the celebration of cheese, uh, but I love that. (laughs) I love that the different cheeses and the mouse maze. And you talk about um, later, you talk about this elevator Um, and I think it's Simon and welcome uh, to the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's great, great writing. Um, and that is going to lend itself as you're writing, you know, your fiction, uh, your novel, or whatever. Thanks. It's yeah, it's really, really good writing. So, um, and I'll uh, we'll we'll start to kind of just shut down or close close shop in just a minute here. So I'll let you just kind of share anything else you want. But I do have one other quote I just want to read, and and this really directly re- relates just to tune up your career by. There's name is. Chris Fontanella just google the font man no just kidding. Uh google uh, Chris Fontanella go to Amazon tune up your career good stuff. Um this quote you can just, you know, talk a little bit about this. For those of you who felt all forward movement has stopped. You feel stuck and are struggling to make the best of the system in which you work. Work has worked you over. I like that. I like that. You feel like a jack in the box who can't seem to get or Think outside of the box. That's good stuff, man. You got a lot of <laughs> lot of gems in there. You got anything to say off of that, Fawn? Yeah, so I, that's
2: how I start the book with these two metaphors about the workplace. One being a maze, and you know you're the mouse in the maze, meandering through it, scampering through it, looking for your little knob of cheese, right? Your your reward for all your hours worked and all your hard labors. And then, um, the metaphor of a machine. And then I tell a fictional story of a guy that gets in an elevator. And, um, and, um, that people who know me know that that's Simon is loosely based off of, of some of my own experiences of having been part of a company. Um, and then at a certain point that company changed and became a little more homogenized in its hiring practices. They sort of wanted to hire the same type of candidate over and over again. They began to standardize their business practices where they wanted all their salespeople to sort of talk the same, um, have the same message. And I, I never really fit that mold because I was a little different and I approached the business differently and I used different language and, um, So all of a sudden, I just started to feel like I don't fit anymore. So I sort of wanted to branch out and go do my own thing uh, because my my own individuality was that important to me. Um yeah. I didn't want to just be a cog in the wheel or a part in a machine, which um if 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 you've been part of the workforce, you kind of know things can degenerate into that. Right. Like sometimes you do feel like a, mo- a mouse running through the maze, just trying to make more money or get where you want to be. And sometimes you do feel like you're just part of a machine. Yeah. And the, the reason why I tell those two stories at the beginning of the book is because if if you know what the system is, or if you know the nature of something, then you're better prepared to respond in relation to it. So yeah. if you, you know, that the, the workforce is a maze, you know, that the workforce is a machine, how, how should you be in relation to that then? Right, yeah, and then that can shape your behaviors and and helping you want to get to where you want to go in your career. that's good, all right, anything else um just about tune up your career
1: um just to throw out there for our listeners and our viewers, Chris,
2: yeah, just a reminder that um taking the steer the steering wheel of your career is so important, right yeah. um being personally responsible for the outcome of your career is it's up to you, right? So put both hands on the steering wheel of your career and drive it where you want to drive it. You know, you can consider entrepreneurship. Um, don't be discouraged. If you make a wrong move and drive down a wrong road, you can always turn the vehicle around and, and go back to where you want. You can do U-turns. You could, you know, yeah. whatever you got to do, it's, it's up to you. Right. Um so I'd like to just encourage your listeners to just remember that, you know, you can always take another step, can always head in another direction, um, take the time to sort of in, in the last book, referencing the last book, I talked about entering into a walled garden, have your moments of contemplation, reflection, yeah. co- and, and think about what you want for your career and then just start pointing the vehicle in that direction. And eventually you're going to get there. Yeah, that's good. All right. Actually, I
1: have one last question, and that is just – you talked about very personally at the end just about how basically money – can become uh, a god and uh, gold can become a god you you talked at uh, one point you said you know in your own life you become gollum Hyde, scrooge and faust i think you said yeah um was there anything for somebody who's feeling like they are man i'm i'm there like money and gold has become my my god and that's controlling me i'm no longer me um any advice for somebody to kind of you know shift and get get out of that trap.
2: Yeah, um I don't think there's anything wrong with having an interest or desire to to make as much money as possible. It's mm-hmm. it's when you make that the end all be all of your existence, right? That's it's the love of money, right? That becomes the root of all sorts of problems and troubles yeah. and um so It's, it's when you become obsessed with it. And look, I've, I've been successful. I've made some decent money. I've started a company. I've sold it and it's, and it's all well and good. Um, you, have got to avoid letting that interest in acquiring as much wealth as possible uh, prevent it from defining who you are as a person. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I end the book with a parable that I call it the king who has everything and nothing at the same time. And the whole story is about a king who is sort of obsessed with filling his castle and filling every room in the castle with things and stuff and material possessions. And then like he, he espies like a family having a picnic and how happy they are. He overhears his, his workers who are like joyously recounting their, their travels and doing all the work for for the king himself but they're like they're just happy being together and the king doesn't realize he's missing out on all of these like things that make life really important because he's been yeah. so obsessed about material goods and filling his castle and you know you just don't want to be that person right? yeah yeah so you know, that's, that's the caution about like stuff related to work because everybody is driven to make more money and and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, it's when it takes such a hold of your heart and it becomes, you know, it starts to sit on the throne of your heart, you know? And uh, so I just advise people to just, Keep themselves in check on that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. All right. Uh the book is Tune Up Your Career by Chris Fontanella. And man, you've done a great job. It's uh yeah, it's kind of crazy just to consider. I mean, people's lives are, are gonna be made better, they're gonna improve. Um, and some people are gonna have like, okay. Wow, I really do have a choice to take the wheel of my career. And I really yeah. do have a choice. I could save up money and I could do this. I could, whatever the case may be. So um, if you get a chance to retune up your career, go ahead and uh, review it on Amazon for Chris Fontanella. Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email, steve at verybold.com. Steve at verybold.com. What do you think? Tune up your career. If you've just heard this conversation, you're like, well, man, I'm at the beginning of my career. Don't forget, jumpstart your career by Chris Fontanella um good stuff good writing good storytelling and good good message you know good message so um it's going to be good for people to read so pick that up leave a re- leave a review let me know what you think and i'll tell you what uh the font man here chris fontella is a very bold kind of guy he's a very <laughs> bold man you know and uh, sometimes Sometimes I think it's about discovering what makes us very bold. And my my perspective is what makes me very bold is, is God's love. It's the love that he's shown me again and again, the patience and kindness that he's shown me again and again. And relating to your book, uh, Font, you know, a step down could be a step up. I've seen that in my own life in the last five years. God used that um, as a launching pad for the very next thing. So, um, you just see, I see God at work in so many ways. And I know you, you do as well, uh, for me seeing God's faithfulness again and again, when, uh, to be an entrepreneur and as having my own ministry, I am an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, you know, there are times where like, yeah, just what you said, man, are we going to have money tomorrow? Are we going to do this? Are we going to be able to do those things, those goals that we want to do? And we have to get back. I have to get back every time to, man, God has come through. Um, ultimately, you know, I want to be my own boss, but ultimately I don't, ultimately I want God to be my my boss. Um, because man, he takes more of the stress and more of the problems. Sometimes Chris, when God is speaking to me, he'll say, Hey, Steve, let me do some of the work. Yeah. And, uh, okay. it's, it's been some of the best times when I keep thinking, Hey, I got to take it on. I got to figure this out. And sometimes God just is like, Hey, let me do some of the work. Yeah. 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 Get, so get in sync with the spirit. Exactly, exactly, so uh, we're very bold ministries, very bold radio, very bold uh, scrapping very bold, all of it, trying to be very bold today, very bold, sometimes that looks like love, sometimes that looks like patience, sometimes being very bold just looks like kindness, sometimes very bold looks like man i 'm taking my career and I 'm going this direction, um, whatever it is i 'm looking to god 's love, and uh, everybody has that boldness in them, that very boldness, and uh, the font man has that and I love it man I love it can't wait to see what he does next so I encourage you mine comes from 2nd Corinthians 312 and this is how we sign off therefore since we have such a hope we are very bold
0: very bold radio and podcast with your host Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's word and through inspiring interviews go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com